KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. When Target removed certain LGBTQ plus merchandise from stores and changed its pride strategy in the wake of some intense backlash, like threats and confrontations from a small but loud group of people, the decision didn't go over well with some people in Philadelphia. Doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound inclusive. I don't know that pulling the items is the best idea. I just think it's crazy that we're dealing with that in 2023. Just a few days before publishing this episode and with Pride Month underway, over 200 LGBTQ plus and allied organizations demanded that Target and other big businesses speak out against anti-LGBTQ plus extremism. When push comes the shove, where's the actual action? Brian Butler runs a media relations firm based in Philadelphia that supports the LGBTQ plus community. Target, uh, you know, was always considered something of an ally. You know, they have in one fell swoop really showed that their actions are performative. I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In-Depth, I talked to Brian about what's at stake here. How can you tell whether a company like Target's support for the LGBTQ plus community is real or performative? And just how much money are LGBTQ plus business owners and consumers pumping into the economy? Our discussion was put in motion because of these. We've seen these high-profile videos of uh, influencers going into Target, complaining. You know, in some reports, threatening. Have you heard of any real bad pushback in in our area? The only negative things I've heard are people upset that they pulled the stuff. <laughs> to be honest with you, I have not personally. That doesn't mean they don't exist, but I have not heard of anything locally this moment it feels like we are regressing like if we're fighting wars that had already been decided how depressing is it that we're kind of back to a moment like this it's very very anxiety driven even personally for me to see this type of stuff i think what to me i don't quite understand about it is there are many things in target i see for sale that i don't like i don't buy them (laughs) I go in, you know, and buy what I want and I leave. Um, You know, if you don't like the merchandise, go get your toilet paper and go home. So far as I'm concerned, this is being driven by a, and I think it's important to realize, a small but unfortunately mighty group of people who have used social media, have used things like TikTok, Instagram, and other outlets to essentially create these echo chambers. And what's, I think, particularly sad, if you look at it from a, even from a media studies point of view, is that these echo chambers can have extreme power. If all you are seeing is a certain narrative that has been sliced together, particularly for TikTok or for social media, and you're not fully quite understanding the greater picture, you know, studies have shown that people can fall right into it stay in that chamber and not really look at anything outside of it. And they can also really be swayed by very intentional disinformation, which is when people are creating content that they know is not true and they are continuing to perpetuate it. This is one of the major problems we're having right now with social media as a whole and content farms, even outside of this. I think about like those five minute craft videos that show how to make something. It's totally fake. Um, They made it to get the views. In some cases, that's what we're absolutely looking at here. And unfortunately, it is having real impact on folks. Things like Pride Month are incredibly important. 
over the last 10 years, the way that corporate America has embraced is amazing and very good on some fronts. But it also, like most things in capitalism, it hits a certain point where you kind of feel like it's not the cause driving the bus, it's the corporation driving the bus. I want to get your thoughts on the idea that for these stores are all for pride when it allows them to bring in maybe a different clientele, maybe bring in people, sell merchandise, stuff like that. But when things get tough, like, well, 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 let's just put it about, let's not get carried away here. I have some sympathy as a former retail worker that there was, this might have been done in part because of safety and people didn't feel safe. And I remember for what I was making an hour, you know, I'm like, I'm good. I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this. But it also, when you put so much into pushing and celebrating Pride Month when it comes to bringing in money, but you don't seem to have that same fervor when it comes to defending it, if I'm being clear here with what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. So you really hit the nail on the head. It's oftentimes very performative. There's a new phrase. I wouldn't even say a new phrase, but there's a phrase that we're often using these days. We call it rainbow washing which essentially means when a large corporation for the month of June touts out a line of merchandise that has rainbows and, you know, sayings on it. I mean, uh, early on in Target, they had a rainbow gingerbread house they were selling, um, which I saw and I laughed a little. But really, it's a way for these corporations to use pride to make money. One of my favorite memes I've seen about this so far, it's a picture of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants wearing a rainbow shirt. And the caption is, I like money. And the topic, its title says corporations in June. So it's a great example, though, because that's exactly what's happening here. But when push comes the shove, where's the actual action? Target, uh, you know, was always considered something of an ally. There had been some complaints in the past of people saying, hey, come on, like you were making way too much money on this stuff. But really, you know, they have in one fell swoop really showed that their actions are performative in a sense. There's also a number of stories, um, you know, you do a quick Google, you'll find some. A number of outlets have talked to Target employees, particularly those who are LGBTQ, who are saying this is like a major slap in the face. Like now we feel unsafe because they've pulled the merchandise. Like, What does that mean so far as their commitment really overall to the community? So one of the big things I tell just generally customers, no matter what the situation is, you go into a store and you're seeing there is, you know, I don't know, a LGBTQ rainbow pride hand soap that's on display. You really want to ask the questions, look at the packaging and look at the signage, see if the proceeds from these purchases are actually benefiting a institution that helps LGBTQ folks. Is it made by an LGBTQ small business? I would almost guarantee you a large chunk of what you were seeing, none of that money is going to support gay people. It's just not. So it's being very discerning in what you ultimately have to do do when you're out in the stores. The other thing that I really encourage people to do, if you really want to see if a company is really putting their money where their mouth is with their commitment to LGBTQ merchandise or celebrating pride is to check out the human, uh, human rights campaigns equality index. This is something that's available online. The human rights campaign puts out a very, very rigorous 
process every year that corporations can go through to really test to see how they treat their employees 365 days a year who identify as LGBTQ+. You can go really anywhere from a zero to 100. There are very few companies that score 100 on it. So if you really want to see if, hey, you're, you know, let's say you are in the store and they have something really cool for pride and you're like, I don't know, should I support this? Go on to the HRC and check out what their corporate equality score was. Sometimes, and I've consulted many organizations who have wanted to go through the equality index, and there's some very hard questions on there. There's questions about partner benefits, you know, so far as, you know, are you offering partner benefits period. It does not matter what type of partner, period. That's an economic thing for an institution to do. Another one is obviously gender inclusive and neutral bathrooms. There's one institution I'm working with that is in a office building. They do not have those bathrooms. And I straight up said, you will not pass. <laughs> you won't pass it. So it's a big question for them to be like, all right, are we going to move offices? Is it that important for us to get this score that we're going to make the fiscal decision to move? So I think all this all answers your question about how do we ultimately, how can we ensure that these businesses aren't rainbow washing? And how, you know, Target's a great example of this. Every season now, every month, the front display in most of these locations is catered to whatever awareness month that it is. And I've often wondered, where is the money going to this? It, it, and especially after this instance, it's feeling really performative. We need to take a break. We will have more with Brian Butler right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. We are back on KYW News Radio in depth, continuing our conversation with Brian Butler of Brian Butler Media Relations. As disappointing as a lot of what we talked about is, on the flip side, I asked you kind of off the top if you heard anything in our area, and you've heard only people angry that the bullies have been winning. How heartened are you with that type of support? Because if we've seen one thing in the last couple years, is that we get kind of this far right push, but eventually the center pushes back and just people that good people just trying to go about their day. They just want everybody to be able to do their thing. How heartened are you by kind of the, the pushback to the pushback, if you will? I think it's great to be honest with you. And we are seeing people come forward who are saying like, enough's enough. This is ridiculous. I'm thinking in particular, Anna Navarro, who is on The View. She was also a former Republican sort of strategist. She has been an ally for years and has been very outspoken about how ridiculous the far right has been on a variety of issues. But in particular, as someone I know, she lives in Florida and, you know, the stuff that's happening down there with drag bands, et cetera, et cetera. She posted something and she talked about this on The View about a week ago. Navarro's husband used to be the former chair of the Republican committee in Florida. And even he has come out to say enough's enough and has been going to support drag brunches, has been going out and posting on social media that, you know, he's out there with Anna. and. 
even an example like that, I think we're going to start to see more of that. We're seeing it locally. I think the real desire to profile small businesses locally in a variety of markets that people can spend their money for, and they know it's going directly to an LGBTQ small business. That's awesome. I think the thing, I, as much as I am happy about all of it, I think the really important thing to keep in mind is they can't just end at the end of June. Like, it can't just be, you know, <laughs> you can't just tear down the rainbow at the end of June. Let's build up an awareness for these businesses all year round. Let's really push companies, individuals to profile and support the LGBTQ um, plus members that are part of their workforce, not only in June, but the other 11 months. Um, I, I think there's going to be, some, there, there already is some great momentum and people are really seeing the hypocrisy of a lot of this far right rhetoric that is having real world consequences. So I, I am hopeful, but there's still, I think a lot of, there's still a lot of work to be done. You talked about, you know, people maybe taking that extra moment to kind of dig down on the products to see, you know, is it just something that has a rainbow on it to try to make money or does it actually help? Do you have other ways that people can try to help this community, not just through June 30th, like overall when it comes to how they're spending their money? I really encourage folks locally to check out the Independent Business Alliance it's Philadelphia's LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce. They are obviously operating 365 days a year, and they have great resources of local businesses, local vendors, local individuals who join them on, who are not only LGBTQ small business owners, but have proven their allyship, too. There's definitely other small businesses that maybe aren't LGBT-owned, but they have demonstrated time and time again that they're committed to the particular community. I also think just in general to be really vigilant and call out disinformation when you're seeing it online. You know, think twice before sharing any sort of Instagram story or TikTok post or Facebook posting that you're kind of questioning its honest and truthful content. We're in this echo chamber world right now and it's extremely important to be really smart about how we consume information too that alone can make or break so many of these initiatives and individuals and programs so i think all of those combined are really good ways to ensure your money is going in the right direction also another thing i would say is honestly if there's a brand you really like and you're kind of just curious about like what their quality work is like year round, check out their website. Those who are doing it right should have something on their website that really breaks down their commitment. I would say that not only LGBTQ individuals, but really any minority, what are they doing to, you know, serve those communities year round? Look at where the money is going so far as their charitable donations too. That's huge. There are institutions that you may think are very pro-LGBTQ, but they are spending significant dollars, sometimes in the millions, going to some of these far-right politicians So who that are hurting, that are coming up with these bills, that are perpetuating this rhetoric via things like Twitter, et cetera. 
So look at where the political donations are going to. That's not hard to find out online. All that stuff, I think, makes you a much more educated consumer. Talk a little bit about the work you are doing here to help promote LGBTQ businesses in Philadelphia. So I will be honest with you. I don't think I've ever been so upset as I was when I started hearing about Target pulling these pride lines out. And I think an important point here that ties into what I'm doing is that several of the collections that were pulled were designed and commissioned by LGBTQ plus small businesses. This was one of their sort of big national chances to get in the spotlight. And as owning a small business myself, I know the amount of labor it takes to tackle that sort of a project. To have that visibility pulled, I can't underestimate just how damning that is, not only to probably their their bottom line insofar as they probably had to put other things on hold to create these collections, to collaborate with Target. But also this was a a major opportunity for them to get national exposure. And it was just sort of whisked out just like that. So I put out a call on my social media for both Philadelphia, Baltimore, and several of the other markets that I work in to say, hey, if you have an LGBTQ plus small business, I'm gonna do this pro bono this month. DM me with your website, um, some copywriting about your what you do, uh, drive of images, and I am going to, for the month of June and possibly beyond, depending on how this goes, try to get some media exposure for you because it felt like, A, it was a way for me to take action and at least try to give back in these types of situations. But two, I don't think the general public really knows the impact, the positive economic impact of LGBTQ plus businesses. SCORE Consulting did a study in 2022 that said that small LGBTQ businesses are responsible for $1.7 trillion of positive economic impact in the country. That's trillion with a T. Uh, On top of that, if we're talking about, you know, the power of the LGBTQ dollar, Another really interesting data point is that the LGBTQ plus community actually has $917 billion in spending power in the country. Um, This type of data isn't often thrown around. It isn't talked about. It's, It's pretty important. To realize that that's what I've decided to do. And it's it's been um really great for these small businesses. We're getting them great exposure and they're they're really thankful for it. People want to learn more, where should they go to to learn about these businesses? Totally. So I think probably a good place you can go to honestly is following uh my Instagram handle. It's BB Media Relations. I'll be profiling them on there, and then any type of media coverage we get. To highlight these businesses, we'll be posting it on there as well. So folks can sort of check out those clips, see who's being highlighted and follow along with that. I'm only obviously highlighting such a minuscule percent of the LGBTQ small businesses that are in this market. There are so many other ways to find out about them. Again, give a quick Google search. There's so much great information out there. And again, if an organization is proud about what they're doing or who owns them, it's going to be on their website. It's going to be on their social media. Check it out there. 
That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.